We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Up next, the latest on the Kansas State Wildcats from the guys of Three Maw, John Kurtz, Derek Young, and Cole Manbeck, who will get you caught up on all the things going down in Manhattan. The latest news, top stories, and insider perspectives to keep you in the know. Make sure to hit the follow button so you don't miss anything. Three Maw is proudly presented by Holiday Distillery and their vast assortment of spirits. And now, the latest episode of Three Maw. Welcome to another Three Maw pod. No John Kurtz today. D.Y. and I learned something new about John. It, it seems like he actually serves on a board of directors of some sorts. Uh, as we've done and dug, dug into the evidence a little bit, we, we think John is on the Ar- Architectural Design Committee of Iowa State Athletics. Um, and helping support some of the designs of the bridge and the uh, the new indoor tennis facility at Iowa State that also couples as a fast food restaurant or gas station, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so no John Kurtz today. He is in some sort of board meeting. We kid about the Iowa State thing, but I, I don't know what John's up to right now. He's apparently more important than I thought. So D.Y., I guess you and I got this one, okay? I'm ready. All right. Hey, before we get started, I uh, want to talk to you guys about the uh, the KCSN uh, annual golf tournament. It's the uh, second annual Tacos and Bourbon Golf Tournament. It's going to be played on July 29th at Sunflower Hills Golf Course in Bonner Springs, Kansas. There's going to be food and drinks provided uh, at the special thanks to our sponsors, Holiday Distillery, which sponsors our pod. So shout out to Holiday Distillery 360 Vodka. Also sponsored by Mission Taco, along with prizes, giveaways, a silent auction, and more. Plus, one golfer is going to have a chance to sink a shot for a million dollars. So uh, that that sounds nice. Uh, maybe we need to get out there, DY, and see uh, see if we can sink a shot for a million dollars if we're eligible as a part of KCSN. Uh, for more information to sign up, click on the link uh, in the description. Um, or for any sponsorship in- inquiries or additional questions, you can contact Christian Gumminger at KCSN Foundation at gmail.com again that's christian gumminger at kcsn foundation at gmail.com all right we're going to do a little news and notes pod for you guys today we had the uh the breaking news pod that everybody loves uh, when we have good news to share around the arthur kaluma commitment that we uh, ran with on sunday evening and uh, now we want to hit on k-state basketball recruiting as well we're going to touch on football recruiting 
uh, as K-State has a couple big weekends ahead on the, the football front as well with some big-time visitors coming into Manhattan for official visits. But first, on the heels of the Arthur Kaluma commitment, uh, transfer from Creighton, which uh, he'll be eligible here for this 2023-2024 K-State basketball team, we find out just a couple days later that K-State has a top 30 recruit in Darian Reed, uh, 2024 high school recruit, Six foot seven, two hundred pound forward, small forward uh, from the state of Georgia, is now in Manhattan. In fact, probably just concluded his official visit today. Dy uh, came to Manhattan for the past couple of days on an official visit. Uh, and again, this is the number thirty-two player in the country according to the On Three consensus. But On Three specifically has him as the number twenty-four player in the country. Rivals has him ranked number twenty-six. So another big, big time talent in Manhattan and seeing if K-State can build on that 2024 recruiting class. But D.Y., did, did this come as a bit of a surprise to you that uh, that uh, Darian Reed is in Manhattan on an official visit? No, n- not not necessarily. Just because we Jimmy Shalavon 3 had the story about a week ago that he was in the process of setting up a visit. So when I started to hear the chatter that Kansas State was about to have an official visitor on campus, I assumed that... Um, since I had the intel that it was going to be a 2024 high school basketball recruit, that it was, it was probably Darian Reed. So I think the surprise probably came uh, when Jimmy Shaw released that story a week ago, right? I, I don't know if we really had Darian Reed on any short list when it came to Kansas State, but certainly we should. He's taken two official visits thus far to Mississippi State and Kansas State. I think Georgia is on deck. Um, now for the number 24 player in the country, everyone's probably like, what? Kansas State, Mississippi State, and Georgia is kind of a weird trio, but uh, look, he's got plenty of other, you know, I guess noteworthy offers that someone would probably refer to it as as well. I think KU's offered, um, just kind of looking at it. I mean, plenty of, like nearly all the SEC's offered, Auburn, Florida, Tennessee. So um, I imagine he'll get around a little bit and check out plenty of schools the next month or two. And then we know that he wants to make his college decision before I think his senior year. So uh, we don't have to wait too long. Just probably a few yeah. more months to find a, a conclusion to this recruitment. Now, would Kansas State like him to lock it down and just, you know, budge and pop this week and not take any more visits? Absolutely. But um, at least as of now, no indication that that's going to happen. I, uh, I sure would like that commitment just to come. We get a, uh, we got dudes tweet coming from Jerome Tang and the staff here over the next few days if they uh, they've been pretty successful on these official visits with prep recruits but yeah to set the stage on a DUI you mentioned it offers from KU Alabama Auburn Florida Indiana Tennessee Xavier Florida State Creighton you name it he's got tons of, of power offers uh, from big time schools you mentioned he already visited Mississippi State recently plans to visit Georgia on June 20th he's from the state of Georgia but he did specifically say that location does not matter to him. Uh, here's what he actually says. And uh, tell me if this sounds like somebody that would fit for Jerome Tang in this Kansas State system, D.Y. First of all, he says location doesn't matter for him. Education is important to him and his family. Wants to study business and entrepreneurship. Uh, here's the quote. I will look at the playing style. I want to play in a structure, but still have a coach that trusts his players and gives them a freedom to make plays. I don't want to be a robot in quote. Sounds like a wildcat. 
Yeah, I mean, Kansas State would fit that criteria. And there's a, there's a few schools. Yeah. They are. Yeah, they, yeah. They I know. Um, just off the top, now, Florida would would make some sense there, too, I think. So I think they'll probably perhaps be in the mix. Alabama makes a ton of, a ton of sense if they prioritize him. I'm not sure you know, what their pecking order is going to look like. And to be honest, don't sleep on the Bulldogs. I mean, I know Georgia's not necessarily viewed as a a basketball school, so to speak, uh, at all, especially with football winning the national championship seemingly every year right now under Kirby Smart. But if there's one one thing their new coach Mike White can do, it's recruit. Yeah. So, Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Um, and Darian Reed's a guy that's really just blown up on the summer circuit, right? I mean, he averaged 18 points on 57% shooting from the floor and 42% from three um, on Nike's EYBL circuit uh, while collecting six and a half rebounds per game. So this is a guy that's really soared in the recruiting rankings just over the last couple months, really. Yeah, and he's a, he's a poster dunker. I've saw some yeah. of the highlights. Hey, he's uh, he's got some flash to his game, uh, some ex- real explosion with the ball. Well, not to, not to be lost in this. I mean, the bottom line is this staff, though, just continues to bring top-tier talent to Manhattan. Now, even if they don't land Darian Reed, you're, you're getting a top 30 kid essentially to to take a visit to Manhattan, an official visit, which you get five of in a year. That's significant. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's more than five. Now. Is it five? Is it more? Okay. I think it's unlimited is, was the new rule that went in. Um, but you're right. And, you know, just a few weeks ago, you know, everyone was kind of panicking, like what's, what's happening to the drum tang re- recruiting like gears, but, uh, they, they haven't changed one bit. Uh, you talk about you know, having the what is it the number twenty four player in the country on an official visit right now to Manhattan and then I mean they already have Patrick Ongba on an official visit I know you wanted to get into him too he's he's one of the better centers in the country in that same recruiting class and now obviously Kansas State already has David Castillo committed as well I think he's in the, around the top a top fifty top sixty type player now since the new rankings came out and uh, with Gongba, uh one of the the more significant risers up the rankings just based off of the most recent EYBL circuit, you know, when he really blew up as a recruit at Kansas state credit to them. They knew about him before that blow up happened. They've recruited longer than anyone. Um, they got really strong ties there to where they're going to compete with the likes of Duke and UConn. And I talk about that really big ratings boost. I mean, especially on, on three and two, four, seven. I mean, I think he was hovering around a hundred just basically on every single uh, network or recruiting service, probably a month or two ago. And now he's number 37 and on three and number 33 on two, four, seven. Yeah. And the consensus ranking on on three as him is number 47 in the country and number five center nationally, but he'd be higher if for some reason rivals had a ranking for him. They, they currently haven't even shown an evaluation for him at rivals. So, uh, you know, uh, that that's interesting. Uh, but otherwise his consensus ranking would be far higher. Uh, you mentioned it DY. So he took an official visit. It was first visit, uh, that he'd ever taken as an official. He took it to K-State on September 30th, 2022. He was there for a football weekend in Manhattan. Uh, he since visited Providence on an official on May 6th of this year. And then just recently on June 10th, took an official to Duke after he got that offer and took an official to UConn, the defending national champs, on June 12th. He's from Virginia. He's a six foot ten center. Like you mentioned, is completely blown up on the recruiting trail. Um, so we'll see where that goes. But I know you feel very confident, given the relationship with Jareem Dowling, 
given the relationship this staff has built with them, that K-State is going to be in this thing for the fight until the end. And I don't know, D.Y., if you want to if you want to say what you said in the, the group text the other night about a prediction on, on Gong, but I don't know, I'll put you on the spot there. If, uh, you want to make a bold prediction on that one? I mean, if the process ended today, I would pick Kansas State. Now, we'll see how it unfolds because I think there's a few months left and a lot can happen between now and then. They could lead someone to change their prediction, so I don't want to get caught saying that. But if it was today, I do think it would be Kansas State. I, it wouldn't stun me at all. Um, and But the, they'll probably want need to get them back on campus again, but I think that's that can happen. Is there a school, though, that could – could change the dynamic. I mean, if UConn and Duke don't move the needle and he's taking officials there and K-State still have to beat them out, I mean, I don't know what school could get in front of them at that point and from, in terms yeah. of offers. Maybe KU? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and now they, they've kind of turned up the heat there, so to speak, a little bit and have ratcheted up their interest level as well. So we'll see what happens. Well, let, let's speak in hypotheticals here. So, so first of all, before we go to hypotheticals, DY, um, I, has K-State missed on any prep recruits that they brought in under Jerome Tang? Sean Phillips, when he picked LSU. Okay. He's going. Um, uh, they haven't had a whole bunch visit. They're really selective about who yeah. they allow to come to Manhattan. Um, Cameron Carr. Was Cameron Carr offered officially? Yeah, I don't even know if he really took an official visit, though. Yeah, it was an unofficial, right? Because he was in Manhattan, wasn't he? Or... Yeah, but I don't even know if that happened. Um, that was kind of a weird one. I don't know if they really were on the hot pursuit there before he picked Tennessee. And Julian Phillips never made it to campus. Now, I, I think it was kind of lessons learned in those first few months uh, and kind of adapting to the new recruiting world. But they don't want to be used as a pawn so i uh, and i think sometimes prospects tend can some prospects will tend to do that to certain teams uh whether that be from an nil standpoint or or just trying to put the pressure on another program for for whatever reason i don't know sometimes these these kids high schools transfers they can use teams as as pawns to achieve a certain mission whatever that may be i don't know what they're you know truly what they want and I think Kansas State is pretty savvy about picking up on that. And if they do, they're just not going to—they're not going to bring him in on an official visit. So, to answer your question, you know, close to a hundred percent hit rate, which is pretty abnormal, obviously. But I think part of that is because of that process. I, I only bring it up, and obviously, it's almost impossible to continue that type of rate of landing, dudes. The Sean Phillips one was kind of in the scramble mode when they came in, but when they've had time to plan out you know, and not be as big of a rush on these high school visitors they bring in. They land Data Ames, they land Michaela Rich, they get RJ Jones, they land David Castillo. It seems like almost all of the high school guys that they brought in, Gongba hasn't made a decision, obviously. Darian Reed has just now finished his visit to K-State, but they've been very successful with the high school recruits that they bring in on official visits. So I would just say, take that maybe as a good sign, K-State fans. And, you know, jumping to a hypothetical DY, um, so David Castillo currently committed to Kansas State in the class. You mentioned it earlier. He suffered a foot injury shortly after committing to K-State, so he hasn't been able to play on the summer circuit uh, due to that injury. And as a result, I think he's dropped a little bit in some of the recruiting services rankings. I know On3 specifically dropped him to the number 66 player in the country. 
but he's still the number 35 player nationally and the number four point guard in the country in the on three consensus, despite that drop and the on three consensus brings into the fold 24 seven ESPN rivals, all the other recruiting services analysis of a recruit. So he's still very highly thought of. He's still the fourth best commit in school history, according to the 24 seven sports all-time commit list that they have for K-State basketball. Um, if K-State were to land, hypothetically, they've got David Castillo in the fold. If they were to get a guy like Darian Reed and then land a guy like Gongba, would it be the best recruiting class in K-State basketball history? Keeping in mind Michael Beasley and, and that class. Yeah, I mean, I'm not as much of the Kansas State historian like you, but with Beasley and Walker, they were probably in the same class, I want to say, and both were top 10 recruits. You're probably not touching that one, but other than that, yeah. Yeah. It would be a tough debate. The real thing you would have is you got that third guy in the fold. That would be a top 50 commit that that class didn't have. But when you look at top tier, uh, Beasley and Walker. Yeah. But wasn't the third one ended up being Jacob Poland. Yeah. 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 It turned out. I mean, he actually didn't even, he wasn't even the top 150 Dominic. Right. Son. Right. Yeah. But, but, but if you look back on it, like you have two right. top 10 guys and then that guy that basically ended up being one of the, yeah, be the best player in the Big Twelve. Actually, if you look at that class too, so Dominique Sutton was a top 100 guy, and then Jamar Samuels was a guy that reclassified to the class and ended up being a double digit a game guy. Um, that ended up he redshirted that first year, but was in that class too. So, I, I think you could say with certainty it would be the second best class. Uh, and the reason I bring this up, so if you think about it, David Castillo, fourth best commit in school history according to 24/7 all time commit list that I mentioned earlier. And Day-Day Ames is number five currently. R.J. Jones, number seven all-time commit that K-State's got. If K-State were to land Patrick Gongba and Darian Reed, and again, a lot to go here on the recruitment of these guys. So if they were to do that, just based off what you just said, they'd have three of the top five commits in school history. Uh, It's kind of what I'm getting at. It's uh, I think it came out to be five of the top nine all-time commits in school history would be on next year's team, assuming nobody leaves. Yeah. Uh, and three of the top six would be in yep. this class. Right. So, and these guys have been pretty good at retaining guys. So if they retain the current freshmen on the roster right now and bring in guys like that, it's pretty special to think about what they could be building. And then they're not as reliant on the transfer portal in the years moving ahead and maybe just need one or two guys a year from the portal. And I think that's what the staff would really like is to supplement the roster with a a guy or two from the transfer portal. So, well, that's, that's it on basketball recruiting. DY, did you have anything else you wanted to add for now? You got nothing. All right. We'll take a break here. And uh, then when we come back, we're going to talk about some football recruiting. K-State's got some big time visitors coming in over the next couple weekends. So, we're going to talk about that, get the get the table set for uh, what's coming. So we'll take a break now, and we'll be back to talk K-State football. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right, we're back uh, here to talk some K-State football. Um, before I jump into that, actually, D.Y., I don't know if you see it, but I'm, uh, I'm sporting my home field apparel, uh, some of my gear from home field. Uh, I know a lot of K-State fans are excited, but home field's got a, a big K-State drop coming on June 17th at 9 a.m. Uh, that's this Saturday, 9 a.m. Central. So go to homefieldapparel.com and uh, get some of your K-State apparel from home field, which is one of the best in the business when it comes to designing K-State gear. I know K-State had one of the best all-time sales records at home field experience in the first drop they had last summer for the Wildcats. And uh, the drop that they're coming out with, with 10 items here coming this Saturday, is going to be well worth your time to go take a look and make some purchases. So I want to start setting some money aside and uh, gear up for that home field apparel drop that's going to come on Saturday, this Saturday, June 17th at 9 a.m. So, D.Y., I want to talk to you about football recruiting because we, we've talked about it some Last year when we did the pod, numerous times in the summer, we had so many football recruiting update pods, right? Talking about Avery Johnson and Dylan Edwards and Jordan Allen and the the huge dynamic class in the state of Kansas that the Wildcats brought in. And I feel like this class is kind of going under the radar just a little bit. They've just kind of been going about their business and identifying their targets and landing a lot of those targets that they wanted. But as you look through what's coming down the pipeline, what they've currently got committed, six guys that are committed to the program. Five of the six are top 1,000 commits in the on three consensus. So they're in the top 1,000. There's something to be said about that, certainly. Um, you know, they've landed the guys that they've really targeted. Kyle Rakers is the guy that's not in the top 1,000, and he had 10 plus power five offers, offensive linemen from the state of Iowa. So obviously a guy that was pretty coveted as well. The recruiting class currently ranks 44th in the country. They've dropped a little bit over the past few days as other programs have brought in some commits. Um, but there's a chance it rises back up. And that starts really this weekend, the weekend of June 16th. And I'm not saying there's going to be commitments coming out of this weekend, but the guys they're bringing in over the next two weekends are well worth talking about. So this weekend, Grant Bricks, offensive lineman from the state of Iowa, six foot six, 277-pound offensive lineman from Logan, Iowa, the number 82 player in the entire country, according to the on three consensus, he's ranked as the number one interior offensive lineman in the entire nation. He's taking an official visit to K state this weekend. And DY, I believe this marks his sixth visit to Manhattan since uh, the past over the past 12 months or so. Is that right? 
It, it's probably close to it. I know you went through the first two games last year. He was at, I think he was there last summer a couple times. He was there in the spring. So that would probably equal out to six. So that's why I can't say is definitely squarely in contention. He continues to, you know, re- reciprocate that interest quite a bit. And, you know, Oklahoma's is giving it quite a whirl, but, you know, they probably outlasted already Nebraska and Notre Dame, leaving it down to those two. He was at, he was at Oklahoma last weekend. So this Kansas State weekend is pretty crucial. They get the last visit as well, probably, unless he takes the visit to Lincoln still, and he might. Um, but I, I like where the Wildcats are. I'm not saying that they're number one. They might be. But, I mean, it's it's splitting hairs right now between K-State and Oklahoma. So offers from Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Nebraska, Penn State, Wisconsin, Oregon, Tennessee, Auburn, Miami, Ole Miss. I could keep going. Is Alabama possibly going to get in the fold with him? I saw a rumored visit for June 21st, possibly. Is that is that something you think he takes? Do they, I don't think they've offered him yet officially, but what yeah, are your we'll thoughts? They're, they're poking around on him. We'll see what happens. They're poking yeah. around on him for sure, though. This could be a case, like you said, though, where K-State developing that relationship before Bricks blew up because he was a guy that wasn't even in the top 300 in the country, was he, when they identified him a long time no, ago? No, I don't think he even had a ranking, yeah. and he offered him. And Kansas State was the first to offer him, and it might have been four or five months later until another school even offered him. Yeah. So they and- were the first by far to take a chance on and of note, and look, a lot of this credit goes to your colleague at uh, KSO at On3 and Drew Galloway as he's pulled together all the visitors lists. So Drew, shout out to you because I went through and pulled all of that information from your visitor tracker that you've got set up over at On3. So feel free to everyone. I encourage you to go subscribe to On3. DY, why don't you give the sales pitch of why they should go sign up for On3? What's the deal running right now? It's a dollar for... I mean, it, actually, it'll probably ex- be expired by the time everyone listens. But it was a dollar for three months or 50% off of your price. But uh, I would still encourage you to sign up. I mean, you're not going to get, you know, better football and basketball recruiting information. Right now, nobody's playing games. So it's all recruiting. If you love that, um, it's a good place to be. Uh, and the reason why this football recruiting class is kind of going under the radar issue of laid out, even though they're hosting one of the best prospects if they got him to commit that they've ever landed. Uh, but it's got under the radar because so much focus now immediately after the basketball season goes to the transfer portal. And that's a very fun thing to observe, monitor, and follow along with as well. I, I think we have a basketball transfer portal thread on the board. It's 130 pages and has like 900,000 views right now. I'm not even kidding. So uh, fun stuff to follow along with. But the bricks thing, uh, yeah, I don't count Kansas State out. Very winnable recruitment. Like I said, they were the first to offer. I think it was another f- three, four months before a second school even offered. There's a reason why Iowa and Iowa State are not even in the ballpark here. And yeah. Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Incur- yeah. Well, go ahead. And, well, yeah. Sorry. That uh, took a little staggered there, but it ca- kind of goes back to what has been starting to unfold for what the last 12 to 18 months is probably a good way to put it. And that's Chris Kleiman, the head coach himself, putting a stamp on the state of Iowa where he's from because they've completely gone in there and taken kids that the Hawkeyes and Cyclones wish they would get. Yep. And Iowa and Iowa State used to be a problem for K-State on the football recruiting trail the past few years. And over the last couple of years, they've really overtaken them. 
and beaten out Iowa State and Iowa numerous times on recruits and yeah. offers. Yeah. Which, by the way, man, the the pictures you see of Asa Newsom, that dude looks physically put together to compete from day one. So yeah. he's he's stacked. He's jacked. Uh, that, you know, that's probably, it's weird to say it because he's probably one of the better recruiting wins in the last decade, but it's probably still an underrated recruiting win. And a lot of them were last year just because Avery Johnson got all the hype. Yeah. Yeah. Avery got all the hype last year. But as you think about, yeah, first of all, Asa Newsom, that was just such a, a monstrous win on the recruiting trail when you look at who was after him and, and where K-State came from in that recruitment. Uh, but also you think about Grant Bricks and he would be, like you said, one of the maybe top two or three all-time commits in K-State football history. I mean, Josh Freeman, Avery Johnson, um, you know, recruiting rankings back in the day when Michael Bishop and all them were here, like it's L. Roberson, they weren't quite as uh, detailed as they are today. But if you look back over the last maybe 15 to 20 years, those would be two of the top three maybe dudes in case they could potentially land. So Bricks is gigantic recruitment. And Kyle Rakers uh, is an offensive lineman from Iowa that's committed to K-State that moved his official visit up to this weekend to be there when uh, when Grant yeah, Bricks he, is there. He and Gus Hawkins will both be there. I mean, yeah, the, the recruiting rankings back then probably not as accurate or as detailed or, or even as easily findable, right, um, as they are now. But, I mean – Depending on where you look, he's the number one interior offensive lineman in the entire country. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, <laughs> I was shocked when I went back in and looked at that today and saw he's the number one interior. And I think Kase would probably like him to play tackle, possibly too, right? DY. I mean, he's 6'6. Six, six. Yeah. He could probably, yeah. I'd, we'll see where he ends up. He, he'd probably do both. Um, and I don't know that you have to say this guy has to be on the interior. I think maybe that's a little bit more natural. I don't know. But obviously, he has the skill set and a size to be on the outside if needed. Okay, so it's been pretty good at having versatile offensive linemen that can play center, guard, or tackle between Cooper Beebe and Cody Whitehair over the years. So I don't think Dalton they Reisner. would. Yeah, Dalton Reisner as well. So they've had versatile offensive linemen that can play all positions. The NFL obviously really likes that. Um, all right. Well, Dalton Reisner is free agent right now. Still yeah. trying to win on where no one signed him. Yeah. So I don't know where what's going to happen there. Um, all right. So, uh, Michael Boganowski, Junction City linebacker, number one player in the state of Kansas. K-State hadn't landed the number one player in the state of Kansas for about 14 or 15 years, going back to when they landed Tanner Wood. Can't remember what recruiting class that was. And then they land Avery Johnson. So yeah, what the eight man football player. Surprisingly, no, he was number one. No, no, no. He was Conway Springs. So I, I, I'm from the land of uh, Rossville, Kansas. So Conway made state all the time, and they were at the three A level. So I mean, still not, not, not huge. But I didn't want you to offend the folks at Conway. Okay, but he yes. played running back. He did. He did. Yes. Um. So we we lost in sub state uh, the last couple of years to Silver Lake down Highway 24, and uh, the war on 24. So. Uh, Conway Springs made it to state. Conway Springs is going to show up at my door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyways, I, I say that because last year was the first time in Avery Johnson that K-State landed the top player in the state of Kansas in a long, long time. And now here they sit for the second consecutive year, a guy in Michael Boganowski that's really blown up on the recruiting trail from Junction City, six foot two, 195 pound athlete. A lot of people like him at linebacker. Some teams like him as safety. He's got offers from Michigan, Florida State, Oklahoma, Washington, 
Nebraska, Oklahoma State, Tennessee, Stanford, you name it. He's got offers from all over. And uh, it sounds like this one is going to boil down probably again, just like Grant Bricks potentially, to Oklahoma and Kansas State. Absolutely. That's that's what I think. Uh, he's already visited Stanford and Kansas, Kansas State, Florida State, and Oklahoma will still get him on campus for visits. I think Oklahoma is probably this weekend and Kansas State's after that. Um, no, I, I see it being the Wildcats and Sooners. Um, I'll be generic here because I want people to still get the value of a premium membership at KSO, but like this, like you said, this is another Wildcat versus Oklahoma recruiting battle. There's a few of those taking place right now. Um, and it shows just where Chris Klein is taking the recruiting profile of Kansas State, where you're locking up with Oklahoma on the recruiting trail at a regular clip where I, you know, I'll go back here a little bit. I think it was five, six years ago. So not that long ago. There was an offensive lineman commit. I forget his name. I think his last name was Ledbetter. He was committed to Kansas State for two days. They really wanted him. They didn't want to lose him. And he flipped to Nevada. Yeah. <laughs> and was it because they were pushing him out? Like, he he just willingly said, sorry, K-State, I'd rather play for Nevada. Fast forward five or six years, and you're winning 80% of your commits against other Power 5 schools. You're going up against Oklahoma, who's considered a pretty hoot a name for a football program. And that just goes to show where things have gone on the recruiting trail night and day. And, you know, Chris Kleiman has just, he's been really a godsend at Kansas State. He's really put them back on the map to where they want to be as a program. Um, They just won a Big 12 championship. I don't know that I would pick them to repeat as Big 12 champions, but they'll have a chance because they actually have a pretty kind schedule compared to some of the Big 12 teams, and they still have plenty of talent and a returning starting quarterback, and that's always a pretty good recipe as well. But the basketball is the same thing. Like, we've touched on it. Like, they beat out KU for David Castillo. They're going up against Duke and UConn for Patrick Gongba. They beat out Alabama and Kentucky for Arthur Kaluma. So both sports, the recruiting profile right now is just astronomical. Uh, I mean, it's a great time from a recruiting standpoint and on the field and on the court success for K-State basketball and football. Everything is gelling at the perfect time for both sports. You mentioned the Oklahoma battles, D.Y. I mean, also last year, they beat out Oklahoma for Avery. They beat out Oklahoma for Jordan Allen. We know Brent Venables wanted Jordan Allen pretty bad. Uh, And they really, they technically beat out Oklahoma for Dylan Edwards. He didn't choose them. He'd chosen K-State over OU, but then Dylan Edwards ended up going out west to Colorado after flipping from Notre Dame, after flipping from K-State. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, but, but hey, at least Dylan Edwards stayed at Colorado so far. So he wasn't part of the, uh, the purge of the transfers. He was like one of 10 guys that stayed there. I'm still going to be very curious how that goes. That, that's obviously a whole different thing, but I'm intrigued, um, by how it will go. I think, I think he says a lot of the right things, Deion Sanders. I mean, but I also, I just, I think it's weird to try to form your roster with spring transfers when that's not necessarily talent-rich time. So, Yeah, yeah. Uh, on, on the Boganowski front also, D.Y., just to, to level set, number 421 player in the country, according to the on-3 consensus, number 42 linebacker. I think he'll continue to soar up the rankings. I mean, when you look at the offers that he has, uh, he's a pretty heavily coveted player. 
So I won't ask you on the spot to where you would slot him in last year's loaded Kansas class, but I imagine you'd have him probably around the top five. Yeah, I really like Boganowski. Now, I think I would have him just off the top of my head. Lynn, who who was in the top five last year? Avery, Dylan, Andre Davis, Jordan Allen. Was Andre Davis? Andre Davis was right around five or six. Yeah. I mean, it's tough, right? I mean, Boganowski's number one right now in 24, but obviously not a really deep class. On three, Joe Otting was in the top five, Jordan Allen, Dylan Edwards, Avery. You know, he would be John Randall Jr. also there. I really like Same from Derby that went to Iowa State, to be honest. I think uh, he was actually kind of a late bloomer that I, I was a fan of. I know some people really like Will Ancia, too. Yeah, and then uh, ooh, it's tough. Now, he's for me, he'd be behind Avery Johnson. He'd be behind Dylan Edwards, and he'd be behind Joe Otting. Those were my, my top three. Um, but he's either right behind Jordan Allen and John John Randall. Yeah. Boganowski would probably be right at the edge of the top five or just outside. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Well, uh, we're going to throw to one final break, and then we're going to come back and talk just a little bit more K-State football recruiting. There's a couple more guys we want to hit on and get you guys a scoop on that from DY. So we'll take a break and come back and wrap this pot up. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. All right, we're back to uh, to put a bow on this three mall pod uh, as we talk about K State football and basketball recruiting. Get you guys some news and notes of the latest updates and lay of the land there. All right, so we talked about uh, Boganowski and Grant Bricks. Obviously, two of the most heavily recruited players that K State is after right now on the football front. Um, another guy I wanted to hit on DY, Caden Massey out of Linden, Kansas, six foot eight, 255 pound offensive tackle. That is just completely blown up on the recruiting trail after having some really dynamic performances um, at various camps. And as a result of that, he has a top five and offers from all of these schools of Oklahoma, Nebraska, Ole Miss, Michigan State, and K-State. Sounds like he eliminated KU by all accounts, replaced it with an Ole Miss visit, official visit there. Um, So again, K-State butting heads with Oklahoma. Uh, he took an official visit to Ole Miss on June 9th. 
uh, took one to Nebraska, I believe, if, the, if he did take it. The report was he was going to take Nebraska visit on June 12th. Is taking one to Oklahoma on June 16th, so that's this weekend, and then is coming to K-State for his official visit on June 23rd. And once again, by all accounts, D.Y., K-State and the Sooners? Yeah, this one's a little bit trickier to find out. He's uh, he's a little bit interesting in how he kind of goes about his business. Not, not, not that he does anything wrong on that front. He just he sticks to himself. You know, not a whole lot of leaks or hints or clues one way or the other. I will say it hasn't been publicized because I think he kept it off the, the front pages, so to speak. But I do think he had, he was kind of a K-State fan growing up, and I'm sure that's going to help here. Um, there is, I'll be honest, there is some questions about how hard Oklahoma is pushing. So that might come into play, and obviously that would be a good thing for the Wildcats. You'll, you'll take a win anytime you can get it. Uh, he's a guy that, excuse me, that we, and I think that really all the coaches from each staff that's kind of involved at this point, just started to like more and more. Um, he's rapidly improving as an athlete, and that was on full display during this past basketball season where I think a lot of these coaches that are involved, a lot of these schools that are involved, you know, over those winter months, they can go on all these recruiting trips um, there's in-home visits, you know, for the senior classes and the commits that they've already signed, right? But they also can go watch these guys play basketball, wrestle, whatever they do as well. And I think teams really got excited and intrigued when they watched King Massey play basketball. Um, you know, you, you hear a lot of, when it comes to it for evaluation purposes, at least I have when you talk to football coaches, a lot of them like their defense alignment to defense alignment to wrestle because of the understanding of leverage and how that applies it can translate and and it's just a good sport for a defensive lineman you hear the same thing when it comes to offensive alignment with basketball because some of the footwork translates and applies um, and you can really see what an offensive alignment can be by the way that he moves and by the his footwork in the paint on a basketball court. So I think that's where his stock really started to climb is because of that. Um, push comes to shove. I, to be honest, for all the reasons that I've kind of laid out already, I like where Kansas State sits here with him, probably a little bit more than Bricks and Boganowski, which is a little bit of a shock to me as I'm saying it, just because I also get, and, and not to you know, freak anyone out. I also get a little bit of a vibe with Massey uh, that you sometimes get with kids that are from the state that, you know, the pro a certain program is chasing, right? Um, where they kind of just, yeah, and I know if he leaves, it's to a probably a bordering state, right? Nebraska or Oklahoma. So it's not like he's going to experience something completely different. But sometimes, and, and I think we all probably considered it at one point too when, when we were in high school, Kids just want to get out and go a little bit farther from home just to leave the state. I get a sense that Massey could fall into that that category. So if Kansas State wasn't to get him, I think that's probably the reason why. With that being said, um, if you had to put a gun to my head and tell me to pick a school, I would pick Kansas State. All right. No, that would be another huge win, like you mentioned, D.Y., a guy that's really blown up on the recruiting trail and uh, you hit the nail on the head. I was going to say exactly what you did on the footwork with offensive linemen and playing basketball and then defensive linemen and wrestling because they understand leverage. 
Um, so you look at some of the better offensive linemen, defensive linemen, those are the skill sets that coincide. I mean, you look at Will Gary, defensive tackle at K-State, phenomenal wrestler. I believe Cooper Beebe. Was Cooper Beebe a wrestler? I don't think so. Oh, well. Oh, I was throwing out some... Uh, some might long... be. If, 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 he, if, he, if he was or wasn't, I'll probably hear about it. I should probably know. Um, I can't really re- remember. I remember that I was... And here's a, here's a good story, probably for the pod, and people will like this when they hear it. I was bad luck for the BB family. So uh, when I went and saw Cooper BB, I think it was his junior year of high school, um, I went out to a Piper football game, and he got hurt, or he broke his ankle, something like that, and he never played again that year, I don't think. And then a couple years later, I go and watch Camden play, and the same thing happened. <laughs> Camden got hurt, and he didn't play the rest of the game. I don't know if he was actually ever out for the year, but I was – no, I heard it from them too, but each time I went and watch a, a, a BB brother play high school, they got hurt. So I'm just a bad luck charm there. Well, the good news is you've been to a lot of Cooper's college football games and knock on wood, we've we've had good fortune there. So yeah, yeah don't jinx it. Jeez. Yeah, let, that's what I'm saying. Let's just keep that going. I'm not even saying the word. I'm not, not going to go you better, there. So. You better be knocking on wood too. You know, I've got a wooden desk right by me here and I am actually doing that. I'm pretty superstitious when it comes to that stuff. So so we'll see what happens with Caden Massey taking his official visit to K-State on June 23rd. He is eight-man. Yeah. Yeah, well, eight-man. Eight Shout out to the Linden Tigers, man. You know, I um, I think they have a basketball court in one of their gyms that's carpet. Um, I played on, got some rug burns on it growing up. And uh, shout out to Linden too, because I spent a lot of time camping with my parents and brother out at Melbourne Lake, which is seven miles. And we'd go seven miles from Linden. We'd go into Linden all the time. Uh, to get some groceries and eat. So uh, there you go, DY. Some fun little Kansas history of Cole Mambeck's life. Uh, you, should, up. you should give one of those like nuggets, like every podcast about some rain place in Kansas. Uh, I could, I could probably do it for you. So um, just uh, one other one to hit on on the football front, uh, and we'll go brief on this one, DY. But Caleb Red, he's six four, two hundred twenty pound defensive end from St. Louis, uh, officially visiting Manhattan. I believe if things still stand on June twenty third. And once again, who's the team they're going up against? Sounds like Oklahoma is uh, an, an offer, and they're going up against them. It sounds like Oklahoma, Nebraska, Kentucky. He's got an Oregon offer, too, reportedly. D end, um, but he's taking a visit to K-State on June 23rd. So would you say he's kind of the the top target at D end for K-State, or is it Joseph Anderson as well, the, another guy they're going to Those okay. two. And you'd like to see Kansas State get – be fortunate with at least one of them because it kind of happens this way. Just it, it and I think and it's not and it's not necessarily because can't say is weak recruiters. I think Buddy Wyatt's one of the better recruiters, but defensive line. Everybody wants defensive line every year, um, a premium position, and they're hard to get. Uh, Kansas State, especially the ones that are kind of ranked well, because even the ones that are ranked moderately well still have a ton of offers and a bunch of schools after them. We're talking about Caleb Red, who's a three-star, right? Mid-three-star, high-three-star in that in that ballpark, in that neighborhood. And again, he still has Oklahoma, Nebraska, Kentucky, and Oregon offer him. So it's it's tough to land if it's a lineman. I mean, that's why Kansas State's had to make a living with basically a legacy, like a name Matt Lack, turning a walk-on to a defensive lineman and Brendan Mott, and then just a developmental guy in Felix Andy D.K. Uzama. It's a hard position to grab, so you'd feel very fortunate if you could get one of them early just because 
you're probably haven't made significant or considerable progress with many just because of the challenge um, that that position provides. Corner is kind of the same way now. Corner is a really premium position when it comes to football recruiting as well. And so, yeah, um, but I would consider the, the t- especially since, uh, and I know it's been reported already, why Gilmer's not going to visit K-State. He was the DN out of Minnesota. So I think it'll be Joseph Anderson. It'll be Caleb Red. I actually think the stiffest competition for Red, since I know you, you opened it up talking specifically about him, is probably Kentucky. It's what it sounds like. Okay. I was just going to say, D.Y., another common team name, common denominator that we see on a lot of these recruits is Nebraska. And you mentioned Iowa and Iowa State on the recruiting trail. And I used to see Nebraska pop up years the last few years until really last year and just think, oh, okay, so it's not, they, they can't out-recruit Nebraska. They've always struggled to beat them on the recruiting trail uh, the last seven, eight years. I don't even blink when I see a Nebraska offer anymore. I mean, K-State has beaten out Nebraska almost as much as Iowa and Iowa State on a lot of these kids. Yeah. Some of that was also because, well, one is a little bit of a transition. Sometimes you got to really get your feet on the ground a little bit, um, especially when you're not really from the region to really get going. I mean, Chris Kleiman was from the region. That took him a little bit to really get going recruiting-wise at Kansas State. It's that transition. Man, you got to be talking to kids for two or three years if you're going to get them. In most cases, you really do. Um, and that's why Kansas State's really are running on the ground at the moment. But if you're somewhere in Nebraska where you're a little bit more resource rich, maybe you can shrink that time a little bit. What I will say is what I do expect going forward, I think when you had Scott Frost and even the Nebraska coaches before him, those guys, they've won recruiting battles when they faced Kansas State. Um is except at the end of the frost era because everyone knew that was a lame duck situation, and that's why Kansas State really started to beat Nebraska on the recruiting trail. One, but Nebraska kids, they're going after a kid for Nebraska. They're probably going to get them at least when they're facing K State. I think we've seen that play out quite a bit too. Just in general, they they kind of got away with some of the regional recruiting just because their eyes get big and they say they're Nebraska. They're going to go get, you know, look at the rankings and they're going to go through it. Matt Rule doesn't do that, so I think. If we're going to bring this back to K State and not just Nebraska, I think they'll collide with Nebraska probably more often because I think Matt Rule is a guy that will value blue collar football much the same way as Chris Kleiman does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think of a guy like Keegan Johnson too from Nebraska, right? And his, his dad played at Nebraska too, correct? And yeah, classic. And K State was able to get him. Look, we'll see if under Matt Rule, Nebraska continues to be a K State farm system of uh, providing. I'll say this too with Matt Rule. Um, I think he's now he was a failed experiment big time in the NFL. He was a disaster with the Carolina Panthers, but he won he won big at Temple, he won big at Baylor. And to be honest, out of the last few Baylor coaches, he recruited the worst. Yeah. And he still won the most. So Matt Rule isn't going to look at recruiting rankings and and just be, be a recruiting you know, dominator, that's not necessarily his thing. He kind of recruits for fit and culture quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, all good stuff, D.Y. Hey, let's, uh, to put a bow on this, and we'll, we'll go full circle here and go right back to K-State basketball. One thing I wanted to mention, uh, circling back to the Arthur Kaluma commitment, was just a huge transfer K-State basketball. I, I tweeted this out, but for people that don't follow me on Twitter or not on Twitter, um, I pulled... 
um, something from Brian Kilobrowski uh, for the win of USA Today, and he used advanced analytics to pull together a composite list of best, best transfers in the transfer portal, entire portal uh, this offseason. Hunter Dickinson was number one, but essentially what he did is he took EvanMaya.com um, as well as Cerebro Sports and Bart Torvik, so a bunch of different advanced analytics, and he came out with Arthur Kaluma as the number five overall transfer in the entire portal all offseason and then had Tyler Perry, uh, K-State transfer um, as the number eight player in the entire portal. So two top 10 transfer targets. So shout out to Jayhawk Takeover, who wanted to climb up in my mentions and say that, uh, you know, they were not top 20 transfers. Look, we know that transfer rankings are kind of all over the place, as you've said before, DY, but wanted to point that out. And uh, Kaluma was the highest ranked recruit in uh, the Greg McDermott era at Creighton as a number 50 player in the country. So a top 50 recruit coming out of high school. And, and one thing I think was interesting on MDY, and we'll finish with this, as I went back through like the NBA prospect draft rankings after this freshman year at Creighton, you'd find numerous sites that had him as a, a first-round pick. In fact, Sam Bassini of The Athletic had him as the number 15 prospect in the 2023 NBA draft after his freshman year at Creighton. Sports Illustrated had him as the number 18 player. I think Bleacher Report had him like number 42. But, you know, he's he's an NBA guy. So if he can develop and take that next step, I mean, we could be talking about a couple guys in the NBA draft next year from K-State on the heels of Keontae Johnson. And hopefully Marquise Noel, love that for him. No, I mean, I, I said it before. I don't know. If I wrote it or if I said it on our last podcast, I think in state can start talking about a big 12 title contender again. Yep, definitely. All right. Well, shout out to uh, DY for all the great recruiting information. Shout out to our sponsors, Holiday Distillery, 360 Vodka. Again, um, sign up for that KCSN golf tournament, tacos and bourbon. It'll be a great time on July 29th. Um, get out there, have some fun and, uh, have a chance to win a million dollars. So thanks to DY for all the, the great information, recruiting information as we set the table for what should hopefully be an exciting upcoming few weeks and, and really an exciting football and basketball season. So thank you to 360 Vodka Holiday Distillery for all their support. Great case stoke folks who support us for Derek Young. I'm Cole Manbeck. Thanks for listening to another three mall pod. Thank you for listening to KC sports network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.